In our last episode, we talked about how the secret to uh, USC success in 2022 we determined on defense, specifically the front seven and how they're going to hold the keys to success. However, on offense, those trench monsters are equally important. So we're going to talk about that group as well as who I feel is their most important player. In our second segment of the show, we're going to talk about the off-season workouts and how they don't end on Howard Jones Field when PRPs are over. And finally, when we close out this show, uh, this week's show, uh, we're going to pick some surprise impact players, uh, one from each side of the ball, and who we think is going to make a name for themselves in 2022. So let's talk about it on this episode of Locked On USC. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, fight on everyone. I'm your host, Mark Hulkin. And thanks for making Locked on USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening wherever you download your podcast for free, uh, I want to thank you for listening and watching. We appreciate your support. And again, if you are watching on YouTube, uh, make sure to subscribe and leave your feedback, good or bad. Let us know how much you enjoy the show. We appreciate it. All right. At the top of the show, in this first segment, uh, we talked about the offensive linemen um, and how important they are. Well, there's one in particular player who I feel uh, is the most important to the offensive line. The group itself is going to be a strength, but um, Andrew Voorhees uh, is returning. He's a Richard senior. He could have gone off to the NFL, and he would have probably been drafted anywhere from the second through fourth round. Um, however, he came back because he saw who USC hired as a head coach, and, and he actually took the time to talk to Lincoln Riley. And something struck a chord with, with Andrew during the offseason, and it's, it's part of the reason why he came back. And I'm going to read his quote. Uh, Andrew said, it was evident to me that the culture change that Coach Riley was going to bring, I really saw that. He was committed to this university and this team and committed to winning. And I knew that was, and I knew that was what it was going to be about. I really bought into that. So um, that's good news because the whole team is buying into that. But since then, um, Andrew's decision to come back might have been um, – solidified when the On3 network uh, named him the number one overall interior offensive lineman. And he was named um, over such players of, let's go back to that real quick. Where was that? There we go. Uh, On3 put out a, On3 network put out a tweet back in June where Andrew Voorhees was number one. Number two on that list was Christian Mahogany from Boston College. Caleb Chandler from Louisville, Amarius Mims from Georgia. I believe he jumped in the transfer portal before jumping back, staying at Georgia. Uh, Osiris Torrance at Florida. Jarrett Patterson at Notre Dame is number six. Joe Tipman from Wisconsin. 
John Michael Schmidt at Minnesota, number eight. Clark Barrington from BYU, number nine. And Jacob Gall rounded out the top 10 from Baylor University. Uh, what makes Andrew so so important to USC's offensive line, uh, number one, he's a mammoth of a guy. I mean, he's a Mountain Dew, six foot seven, uh, easily 350 pounds. Uh, but it's his versatility. Not only can he play interior, he can play both guard positions. When he arrived at USC, he actually started out on the right side of the line. Uh, but he can also play the tackle positions. You know, last season, uh, when Cortland Ford's injuries, uh, USC's starting left tackle, when he went down, um, he had uh, turf toe and it eventually started affecting uh, his groin and his hip. It just became too much of a hindrance for him to be out in the field. Well, no problem. You know, Andrew slid just slid outside from his left guard position to the left tackle, and it, it seemed like a seamless, seamless uh, transition. USC didn't skip a beat. And that's not a knock on Cortland. That just is actually a testament to how well the offensive line uh, was coached and performed last year uh, under Clay McGuire. So now it's up to Josh Henson to take what what was left behind, which was an experienced group. You've got three redshirt seniors uh, playing the interior. You've got Andrew Voorhees at left guard. Brett Nylon at center, and you have um, Justin Dietrich <laughs> at right guard. Um, those guys have their spots locked down. Um, they're experienced. Um, you know, they, they've got a chip on their shoulder. I, I think they're they're tired of losing more reps and games than they've won since they've been here. Um, and that's that's not a knock on them. That's more because of the type of offensive scheme they've been forced to to run or pass protect, I guess is the better way to put it. Um, so now that they have a an offensive philosophy that actually appreciates the run game, um, they're going to be able to kind of flex their muscle, so to speak, and, 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 and go forward instead of always being on their heels in pass protection. Uh, behind them on the interior... Uh, for the offensive line, you've got guys, uh, you know, Josh Henson has mentioned uh, Andrew Malek and Gino Quinones specifically. Andrew is going to be uh, backing up Brett at center. You've got Gino uh, playing the, at one of the guard positions. I believe he's backing up at Andrew at left guard. You've got Jason Rodriguez. Um, hopefully this is his time to shine. You know, when he was recruited, um, he was brought in for a different type of offense. And when USC went to that uh, air raid or air air Harrell that Graham Harrell was running, I, I think Jason got kind of got lost between the cracks. So I'm not saying this is his last chance, but I think this offense is better suited for him, and we're all rooting for him. Uh, so we'll see what he can do this year. Uh, the tackle spots, um, you know, Cortland Ford and Jonah Monheim are going to be the incumbents. I think they're going to start at left tackle and right tackle, respectively. Um, but you got Mason Murphy back there, who's last year before he got hurt, he was uh, pressing and looking really good. <clears throat> He's transformed his body. He now looks uh, like a like a college 
offensive tackle. Um, and that's that that happens when you go from freshman to, to, to sophomore. The natural progression of your body takes over. And he's been hitting the weight room as well as uh, taking the off-season workouts um, seriously, especially when they're over. We'll get into that more a little bit later uh, in the show. Uh, but challenging Mason Murphy and Cortland Ford and Jonah Monheim uh, for one of the tackle spots is going to be Bobby Haskins, the senior who came over from Virginia via the transfer portal. Because uh, you can bet um, transfer seniors don't transfer to be a backup. So he's going to press for a starting position. Uh, his challenge is playing catch up. He missed all of spring uh, while he was recovering from a foot injury. So we believe he's healthy and ready to uh, to contribute and, and to challenge for first first a starting spot. Whether or not he can get one of those starting spots, we know that he can play either tackle position. He has 20 starts under his belt when he was over at Virginia, with, and he has appeared in 45 games during his career. So, um, again, more versatility, but we anticipate Cortland and Jonah being the guys at the tackle spots. Uh, but again, as I mentioned, you can bet he didn't come here to be a backup. So... Something else you can bet on is you can head on over to betonline.net because they are your fastest and easiest way to check out on, on all of your betting needs. You can find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for all odds, lines, and games. You can find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. So head on, head over to Bet Online today, or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right. So in this next segment, um, we're going to talk about we're going to talk more about the off-season workouts. We've talked about it before on on a previous episodes, but I've been getting some more updates, and I like to uh, to talk about. Uh, we like to categorize these on wersc.com in in the Lincoln Laws. Um, Lincoln has Lincoln Riley has some pretty easy rules to follow. One of them is don't be late, don't disrespect your teammates, um, and that includes you know showing up for a team meal, be on time, go to class, be on time to class, be on time to your workouts. Uh, if you're not, you're going to pay the piper. And not only will you have to do some penalties, uh, the player who was late, uh, more than likely the entire team is going to have to do the same thing. The entire team likes to work out. They don't like to be forced to do extra workouts. They want to do that voluntarily. Um, again, and we'll get into that later on in the show, in the next segment. Uh, but however, the culture has changed. Uh, it's come along sooner for some. It's taken a little bit longer for others. Uh, however, we we do think that everybody is on the same page now and on the same train, heading in the right direction. Um, some of the things that they've been doing with their is with their workouts. They've taken them so seriously, and they've adapted to 
to the new culture of of competition that um, they don't end when the PRPs are over on Howard Jones Field. Some of the things I've been hearing about, and I've talked about them in the past, uh, like Justin Dietrich, you know, guys who like to get a little extra work in, um, you know, they might, you know, do some push-ups, put themselves going through some sort of, um, oh no, Justin D just likes to strap an 18-wheeler on his back with a chain and pull a truck. Okay, that's new, that's different. That's something that uh, <laughs> he does. Um, you've got guys who will head over to the Manhattan Beach sand dunes and they'll run the length of a football field, you know, a few dozen times because they're in such good shape, they're challenging themselves just to get in even better shape, to keep that endurance, to keep that stamina going. So when the season is, you know, they're in the, the, the second, third, fourth quarters of games, and we're in October, November part of the season, they're going to be ready to go when the, the guys on the other side of the ball are like, man, these Energizer, Energizer bunnies, they, their batteries just don't end. Um, that's the new uh, culture that Lincoln Riley has brought. Benny Wiley is, is responsible for, for that with the strength and conditioning program. It's really cool. Um, in the weight room, you know, you've got Shane Lee, who has kind of taken over. Um, and he has challenged guys to, uh, to, 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 to do more. You know, the SEC has, you know, Shane Lee came over from Alabama. And you look at guys who Alabama recruits and they're different. You know, they, they, they're big. Um, they look like football players. And USC is trying to get back to that. You know, they have a handful of players that, you know, you look at, you know, hey, that guy's going to be in the NFL. But they weren't getting enough of those. So now um, some of some new bench press numbers that have been coming out. And, you know, you can probably find these on Instagram or on social media. But, you know, I mentioned Andrew Voorhees. Uh, he's leading the group. He's 455 pounds. I don't know how many times he's ripping off that bench, but um, I'll tell you what, if he's run blocking and he can bench press 455, I got a feeling he's going to be, he's going to be pressing out a lot of pancakes this year as an offensive lineman. A guy playing center, Brett Nylon, he's up to 405 pounds. Cortland Ford, Bobby Haskins, I understand those guys are doing 370 pounds. Jonah Monheim, he's up to 360 on the bench press. So I'll, I'll see if I can get some more numbers um, but these are just some of the things that have been relayed to me. You know, I, I talked about how they got, they're taking their the competition home with them as well. So when the workouts are done as a team on Howard Jones Field, uh, these guys are going home. The roommates, they're coming up with new creative ways. Uh, they're playing cards at night. So before they go to bed, and you got guys who will take out two to four decks of cards, not just one deck. Two to four. And let's say there's three guys in the room. They'll deal them out. So now you've got a stack of cards in front of you. And when you flip over a card, let's say it's a nine. That means you got nine push-ups ahead of you. Okay? Start adding this up. Now, if face cards are worth 15 push-ups 
and jokers are worth 25 push-ups. Um, <laughs> you got a you got guys playing cards and doing a lot of push-ups before they go to bed. So um, there's there's no losers in this game. Everybody wins, but that's the type of competition and the that, that's that they're taking home with them. I I think this is great. Um, I. I can't. I won't say that this wasn't happening last year, but uh, I wasn't hearing about these types of things, and I've got some pretty good sources that'll give me these types of nuggets anonymously. Um, I wasn't hearing about any of this type of stuff, so this is good news, uh, Trojan fans. Um, now, before we get out of here, uh, I had mentioned at the top of the show every Friday, I'm going to come up with a. Uh, with a surprise player. Someone's going to make a name for themselves. And I'm going to pick one guy on both sides of the ball, from each side of the ball. So on uh, this week on offense, I'm going to go with Jude Wolf. The uh, the tight end slash H-back is going to make a comeback here at USC this year with uh, Lincoln Riley calling the plays. It was an integral role in his offensive philosophy at Oklahoma. And we anticipate it having the same type of influence at USC. You know, Jude is what? He's six foot six. He's a willing blocker. He's got great hands. He's a hell of an athlete. When he was at St. John, St. John Bosco, we also played basketball. So I'm thinking, you know what? When he's not run blocking, let's get him in the red zone and play some, let's use him as a, some jump ball situations in the back. You know, let's, let's use that wingspan and see what he can do another uh, another tool at Lincoln's disposal. He's got a lot of them in the wide receiver room. Let's make that tight end H-back uh, a position that other teams are going to have to prepare for that they haven't had to in recent times with USC. Uh, on defense, I'm going to go with, and this is more of a sentimental favorite for me, um, Solomon Tuliao Pupu, a.k.a. Solo. Look, he's healthy. He is gotten huge. He's ginormous. If you can find pictures of him uh, on Instagram or you know somewhere on social media, he's he's up to two hundred seventy pounds, and this guy's got zero body fat on him. I mean, he is a sculptured Adonis. Um, he has been moved up to the defensive line, defensive tackle, maybe rush end. So, you know, whether he'll have his hand in the dirt, he is going to be creating havoc. And he's going to have one thing, one goal, and that is to get to the quarterback, get to the ball carrier. And if you if you ever had a chance to watch uh, Solo play when he was at modern day, uh, he was something to be reckoned with. So um, we're I'm hoping that a healthy Solo with a uh, with a chip on his shoulder, being able just to hey, you know what? I don't have to cover anybody in space. I get to just go forward, uh, get after the quarterback. Um, I'm looking for him to be that guy this year on defense. He's at least to be one of the guys on defense. That's what I'm hoping for. Now um, I know uh, we're 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 getting out of here kind of early here, recording this on a Thursday night for your Friday show. End of the week, we're a week away from Pac-12 Media Day, uh, which means when you're not listening to me here on Locked on USC, 
make sure you head on over to Locked On Pac-12 and Locked On Big Ten, where you can get your other Pac-12 and Big Ten information in 30 minutes or less. Uh, Shane, uh, excuse me, Spencer McLaughlin is your host on the Pac-12 Locked On Network. And he'll, again, he goes over everything for you in 30 minutes or less, whether it's conference expansion, same thing with Nate Nick, Nate Dickinson on the Big Ten Locked On Network. So when you're not listening or watching here, Locked On USC, and you're not watching the Locked On Network for your other news, make sure you head on over to WeRSC.com because I can't cover everything in 30 minutes or less. Scott Schrader, Eric McKinney, recruiting, myself, uh, got your team covered. You've got Greg Katz hosting our weekly Inside the Trojans Huddle podcast. Chris Arledge is giving you his weekly musings where he is going to attack somebody. You don't want to be on the receiving end of, of, of him when he's, uh, when he's coming after you, whether you're Oregon, who he can't stand. So make sure you check out Inside the Trojan Huddle, WeRSC.com, Eric McKinney. Every day he's got some content. Scott Schrader is going to give you all of your recruiting stuff, and I'm going to bring an opinion every day. So until then, fight on.